What are the greatest board games of all time? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, board games, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, I am DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. And today, we have a very special guest. Josh, say hi to the kid in the home. Hey, everybody. It's Josh McCuga. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> that was such a cute Josh McCuga <laughs> voice. He, hey, everybody. Hey, Josh. Hey, hey, guys. That sounds like somebody who made a board game. (laughs) That sounds like a board game creator. But before we get into that, listen, we're going to be talking about a bunch of amazing stuff today, specifically Josh's new board game. We're going to be talking about Dear Evan Hansen. And if you're listening to the full show on Patreon, we're going to be talking about the Mario movie casting and stuff like that. So that's all super exciting. But before we do any of that, um, I just mentioned the full show, the full two-hour show. You're like, what are you talking about? You can listen to that over at uh, patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. And you can listen to that earlier than the normal podcast. So get in on that. You can also review this show on iTunes. Give us five stars. We appreciate it. And finally, if you listen to this on Spotify, we ask a question every week that you can answer on Spotify. Last week was, what are your favorite shows of 2021 so far? And we got a, we actually got a, a lot of really great responses to this. If you go over, look on Spotify, I pinned them all. But uh, I, I chose a couple ones that stood out to me. Uh, Xavier Thomas, I'm sure when Dexter comes back, it'll be my favorite. As for what's uh, come out already, I'd say Lucifer is a fun mix of comedy, horror, action, and camp. Sort of like a little podcast I listen to. And he must be talking about kind of funny. No, <laughs> um, uh, Raisa Marie says, uh, I've loved every Marvel show that's been on so far. I've also really enjoyed Invincible, Lucifer, Black Summer, and Shadow and Bone. I'm sure there's some I'm missing. And Sesek Geta, um, lots of great shows this year, but so far I'm really loving Only Murders in the Building. Um, yes. Steve Martin, oh, sorry, Martin yeah. Short, and Selena Gomez are unlikely, but amazing trio. So based on Josh's reaction, I'm assuming mm-hmm. of the people in the room right now, he's the one that's watched it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's one of those shows where I'm really bummed out when because they're releasing them, you know, in Hulu style once a week, just like Disney Plus does. And uh, Netflix is still the only one that's just like, here's all thousand of them. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Um, only Murders in the Building is a show I didn't know I needed in my life. And now it's like my favorite show. Amanda and I what? live for it. It's so good. Where was is... my text message? What's that? Where was my text message? You, I, Roxy, I have recommended you shows that you have yet to do. What are you talking about, Josh? When do you recommend me a show that I don't, I don't watch? Know. I don't oh, know. come that on. That, you're right. You're come right. You're on. right. Okay. I, I will. I, I haven't heard anybody, everybody's tweeting about this, but they're not, they're not my TV expert guys. Like if you I, tell me to watch it, I'm going to watch it. I think I put out a tweet about it. Uh, we'll have to get the forensics team I'm, in there. Check. And, yeah. yeah check. I might be wrong. <laughs> But it's so good. Guys, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez It is it, even Tina Fey makes a cool little uh, cameo Very in the cool. show. It is yeah, like Martin Short will get nominated for an Emmy. I'm pretty sure we'll get nominated for an Emmy for this show because it's that good. Selena Gomez and Steve Martin are the support to Martin Short, in my opinion. Steve Martin, fantastic. But it's it's the Martin Short show, and it's ah. So does Selena Gomez understand the assignment in the show? Like, is she, is it feel like you're watching this and it's like, why is Selena Gomez in this show? Or Mm -hmm. she's, she's with it. She gets it. She's great. She's very, very good. I don't think I've ever watched anything with Selena Gomez before. So I don't know what you're, what you're referring to per se. Nothing. I've never, I've never watched her either. I just think of her as like, I think of this as if like Ariana Grande was cast in the show. I don't know Selena Gomez from any of the other of the she was wizards of waverly place right yeah she was and i think it's interesting that you point that out because roxy i think my initial reaction was the same as you of like ah selena because it's funny people are always like you know it's the trio that just uh, you just wouldn't expect to see together i'm like well martin short and steve martin i mean i i'd expect to see them together i mean it's a selena gomez that's the wild card in this situation and and i think of selena gomez as pop star but you then you forget it's like oh no but she started on a she was technically an actress first Right. Yeah. Yes. I just have never seen her. So I, I don't know in this if it's bizarro or if it's like an Addison Ray type situation or if she's actually if she is good. I don't know her. I don't know. Selena I don't know Gomez. her personally. We haven't met. We don't we don't talk. 
I'll be honest. I never watched Wizard of Waverly Place. Like I said, I've never seen anything Shocked. with her in it. Don't I mean, lie, Josh. Don't lie. You read I, that, Joe. I lived yeah. near Waverly Place. And when it came out, I was like, oh, like my old neighborhood. But uh, it wasn't that. Uh, and But Selena Gomez, yeah, it's just really well done. Um, Amy Ryan has a small part in it, who's great, you know, as in The Office. And that yeah. movie where she did she win an Oscar, was nominated for an Oscar. I think it was like Gone Baby Gone. Was that she? That I think she wasn't Gone Baby Gone. And if I yeah. remember correctly, wasn't she in um, she was from The Wire, right? The Wire, correct. Yeah. As well, yes. Mm. Um, and then but it's the, here's the elevator pitch. Here's the elevator pitch. Me, us three are trying to make a murder podcast in an apartment building about a murder in the apartment building. We've never made a podcast. And that's the show. Great. How <laughs> right? do they know each other? They live in the building together. Okay. That's it. They weren't friends before they started making this podcast. But you wouldn't know that. The chemistry is so good almost immediately that it it comes it it yeah, it's great. Highly right. recommend. I'm in. I'm in. 10 out of We're 10. Sold. 10 out of 10. We're sold. Yep. Now, before we get into um, our, our main discussion today, Josh, you were here for a very specific reason, because uh, your pals over at uh, GPA, you and your pals over at GPA have made a board game called Futility that is on Kickstarter right now. Correct. Uh, this is our first Kickstarter experience. DJ, I know you've done a few Kickstarters, mm-hmm. so you know this rigmarole. Um it is. It has been awesome so far. So, quick story: Futility, the actual game of living. It's up on Kickstarter right now. Uh, I think that that how DJ started the show is a perfect thing of utility. Um, it's like Roxy. It's not. A, it's not a quarter life. It's midlife. Good luck to making it to sixty. Is would be a would be a part of futility, the actual game of living. Um, so basically, we were when we were launching. Uh, the Good People Association, we were doing this big live stream to get members and uh, we were thinking of things we should do. And I said, well, we should play a board game. And they were like, well, what do you want to play? Ken said Uno and whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. I think we should just make up our own board game. How hard could it be? And they were like, well, what would it be? And I was like, well, it's like you land on a space and you pull up the thing. It's like, oh, man, your wife's cheating on you. Go back five spaces. And they're like, so the game of life. And I was like, no, no, no. Like a funnier version of the game of life and not so outdated version of the game of life. And so we, and then I was like, well, we can add the cards. Then it sort of just turned into an elevator pitch cards against humanity meets the game of life. Love okay? it. Um, and so we can't, we can't like, I can't like write that on anything, but <laughs> I can't do it. God forbid any of that ends up on the box. We will be in right. trouble. Right. But so it basically, and then we started like working on rules and working on, you know, meeples. And then uh, this, this guy, Sebastian Fila, he's from Uruguay down in South America. He's a fan of the GPA. He and his buddies build Kickstarters for a living. Cool. They built us, they made us the video, all the graphics, everything they're doing. Like we are hand in hand right now making this happen. And Sebastian, Aldo and Bruno down in Uruguay, um, have been crushing it for us. On this. I didn't know that was a, a job that you could have was building Kickstarters. That's cool. Yeah. They, and they do a hell of a job. They've done it for like five or six different campaigns, all board games. Mm-hmm. They're working on their own board game right now. Uh, currently, let me just go check. Let me just refresh it. We are at $15,731. Yeah. Whoa. Half over halfway to our $30,000 goal, 217 backers. Um, We've got some awesome stretch goals lined up because how the game works is that the board will pretty much always be the same. Maybe okay. down the line, we do some like specialty boards, whatever, like a Monopoly kind of situation where you can do Pittsburgh Monopoly or Boston Monopoly or uh, DJ, where are you from? You're from Southern California, right? No, I'm, well, I'm, from, I moved around a lot, but most recently before California, I'm from uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. Oh right. yeah. Tampa, so Tampa. exciting. Gorgeous. He doesn't yeah. like to talk about it very often. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to think but- about it very much. <laughs> You guys do have a Super Bowl. Come we on. do. Listen, you know, we got some people from uh, the Patriots, and now we're great. <laughs> yeah, you did. Sorry, Thank Roxy. you again for that, DJ. <laughs> listen, it wasn't my call. <laughs> I was in uh, the budget nice. meetings, but you know, I wasn't. They didn't. They didn't take my advice, and, it, and they were right to not. <laughs> It's good. it's good to see that the Steelers and the Patriots are just average. Ah, uh, nothing quite like it. Um, so uh, we. Um, We've got some awesome stretch goals, uh, all of like the expansion packs along the game. So with the game, you'll get the game board. You'll get 400 cards, uh, 
500 cards, 200 blues, 200 reds, and then 100 futility cards. And basically the goal of the game is to make your way around the board and then into the center of the board to reach your destiny, <laughs> which when you pull the card, it could be like hosting a podcast that somebody actually sponsored, mm -hmm. making a living doing what I love, futility, or like move to Tampa, mm -hmm. everything's great. A yeah. bug bit me. It's a little buggier than I thought. Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. All the cards have, you know, funny anecdotes and you can you can get rewarded for bad things happening. You can get penalized for bad things happening. Uh, I think what makes the board different is there's arrows that if you land on it, send you back and in the opposite direction. Uh, there's road construction, which we know comes up in life and it just ruins your day. Sure You're does. late for a meeting. There's some stupid road construction. And you don't know why. Boom, you hit it. Um, and you earn destiny checks as you go around. So classic board game with a modern twist. Uh, I think it, it's, it could be a drinking game as well. If you're looking for something to do fun with friends on a game night, have dinner, play Futility. It's about a two-hour game playthrough, so it's not going to take you all night. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. So it's not right. Monopoly is what you're saying. It is not Monopoly. <laughs> is okay. And that was the goal. <laughs> I don't know that much about Kickstarter. So how does this work then, Josh? If you hit your goal, you get to make the board game? Or what Correct. is it? Correct. So okay. Our goal is thirty thousand. Uh, if you if you back it at the forty dollar level, you get the game, right? That's it. Uh, after the Kickstarter, we will have to ask you for shipping, especially you know international is way too expensive. Uh, in the United States, it will only be about six to seven dollars for shipping, so uh, nothing crazy. Um, if you want to order the packs individually, we're probably going to set up an Amazon store, um, and you could you know possibly if you want to print out the game and put it on a thing that'll be just as expensive if you, if you just order the game i promise <laughs> you i've looked into it uh at the hundred dollar level you get the game and the expansion packs when we hit those expansion goals um and then at the five hundred dollar level which i think is amazing is you get your likeness drawn on the box forever that's super cool, oh, that's so, cool. yeah so if you go to the five hundred dollar level which we're almost we might open up some more $500 levels. Like, let's just say you and your friends got together. We could put all four or five of you on the box. We want it to look like a, the community that actually created Futility happen on the box forever. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. As our friend Christy McGee said, she's like, it's a great icebreaker. I'm on a board game. Let's play it. That is so, a really solid cool. icebreaker. So for yeah. people that want to support it, where can they find it? You can go to uh, Kickstarter. It's just Futility, the actual game of living. Uh, and you can find it there on Kickstarter. You can go to me on Twitter at Josh McCuga. I tweet about it pretty much every single day. And um, yeah, I mean, on our Instagram at, at the good people association at, sorry, at good people GPA is our Twitter, Instagram, and then the good people association on YouTube. Uh, we're doing a huge live stream tonight. Uh, so depending on when you're listening or watching this, if you're watching it live, it'd be tonight, Friday, October 20 or September 24th. Uh, and we're going to start from four and go till about 10 to try and get to that, hit that $20,000 mark. Uh, and then, you know, finally hit that $30,000 goal. We have 30 some days left, 33 days left. I you think? got some time. You got some time. Yeah, 34 days left. So we we're, we're doing well. We are, we are making moves, but listen, call, oh, go ahead, so, but listen, don't wait. Don't wait till the last minute to go support. All right. You want to yeah. get in there. There's going to be some limited tiers. You want to get them quick. You want to get it. Uh -huh. Don't miss it. Also, you want to help them reach their thresholds. Get in there now. Yes. Thank you, DJ. Thank you. I want to know how you came up with the name. So um, we were, it, Ken, myself, were just kind of like, you know, pitching this idea around. Ken didn't like see it at first. I, I don't want to like take creative but i was it was my idea to do this video game or to do this board game and then ken was like i don't think i see it and i was like no 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 it's like i'll so i ordered a board off amazon like a blank board and i basically <laughs> built this board mm -hmm. and i brought it in and ken was like it's just confusing enough to work and i was <laughs> like yeah so the first playthrough was weird and but as far as the name goes i was like i don't know it seems like it would just be it's like the game of life but you know we're is it living? Is it like, what if we just called it like actually living? And Ken was like, that's terrible. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what if we call it everything is futile? And he was like, what if we just called it futility? And I was like, yes. Well, uh, and if you think about it, best board games, the single name, single name word, you got Monopoly, you got Clue, you got like Yahtzee. Uh, Yahtzee, you know what I mean? Uno, Parcheesi. Parcheesi. Like what so, was the surgery one? Uh oh. Uh, operation. operation, bingo. Operation. So we that gave was that like, a whirl and I won. Did you? Yeah. It's I hard. got really steady hands. Oh, man, I do not. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so, so utility and then, you know, colon, the actual game of living for that comedy aspect of it. Uh, and we've, uh, you know, we've done a bunch of playthroughs of it to figure it out, but we are very confident with where the rules and everything are now. And uh, yeah, futility, exclamation point. Boom. So go to Kickstarter, go check it out. We're going to be uh, later in the episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite board games and what makes a good board game. So we're going to be diving into all of that. But before we do that, we're going to go do a little bit of an ad break. Here's some ads. Hit it. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, welcome back, everybody. Now we go to everybody's favorite section. Who am I kidding? All the sections are your favorite section. We're going to be talking about what we're into this week. Josh, you are our guest. What are you into this week? Let's start with you. Okay, so first, we talked already about um, Only Murders in the Building. Yes. It's great. I I never read the graphic novel or the comics, but Why the Last Man, I've been very impressed with. You're watching it. I yes. thought you would have picked this one up. Well, Roxy, as you know, and I, DJ, I'm pretty sure you don't, but Roxy and I are the last two people to watch The Walking Dead on the planet that I know of. <laughs> okay. We're trying I, to as watch in, it. As in Very you're the dark. ones that are still watching it. Yes. 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 Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I don't know how we haven't been invited on that uh, Talking Dead show, Roxy. Because Shocking. The amount that you and I have talked about with The Walking Dead is shocking. Like, we, I don't know how we... We are literally the only uh, people. I don't else. talk to nobody. Nobody else. Um, None. So I have a soft spot in my heart for post-apocalyptic shows. <laughs> Me too. Which is good. <laughs> this is good. You got a lot to look forward to in the coming years. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm way past my midlife crisis, DJ. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so I, when I saw this Why the Last Man, I was like, oh, okay. So it starts with an apocalyptic event. Let's make it happen. Uh, and four episodes in, I think it's really cast very well. Diane Lane is great. Um, the guy who plays Why the Last Man, I mm-hmm. think, is kind of the perfect dude to cast for it because he's just whiny enough mm-hmm. uh, to be this person that doesn't is unfortunately thrust into this position as the last man on earth. Yeah. Um, you know, to reference one of the greatest comedies ever made, The Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Mm-hmm. But Again, as somebody who didn't watch the comics and I don't want to or read the books or anything like that, I don't want to get into my Game of Thrones arena where I'm already being blown up. But Why the Last Man, I've really enjoyed. Very cool. Very cool. I know uh, having read the comics, I watched the first three episodes. Um, they are different enough that I don't think uh, I don't think it'll be a, as a problem like Game of Thrones. Okay. Also, but on the counterpoint, Why the Last Man did is finished. Unlike, unlike Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's the, over. Yeah, the, the comic, I think the comic ended uh, probably almost a decade ago. Okay. Um, yeah, they've been trying to get it ad- adapted for, there was a movie, there was a movie ad- adaptation when the works with Shia LaBeouf as Yorick. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I think that's for the midst and then didn't work out. Um, and so it's, <laughs> it's a lot of failed adaptions to get to this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you read the comics. Um, so I I read them on and off when it was being published. Um, when the show launched, I went back and I read the first two volumes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't like read it all the way through. This is actually my first time reading it all the way okay. through. Okay. Yeah. Roxanne, have you seen this program? No, I I was going to watch it, but Darina, who's like a die hard Why the Last Man reader, really uh, watched it and was like, Meh, I'll let you know if it's worth your, your time. Okay. We'll see. DJ felt kind of meh on it when we were talking yeah. about it. And so I haven't heard anybody ride for this. And I don't know, Josh, if I'm ready to sign up for another Walking Dead situation right now. I we've got we've got the Walking Dead. I just don't know if i can do it again i no, i understand i think for me right uh in fx i trust yeah yeah no I mean, that's, that's true. a good stance that's to good have point. now but now josh yeah. i gotta ask it's i feel it feels like you've got roxy a little bit on the hook all right yeah but i feel like you can only get her to commit to either only murders in the building or why the last man if you were to if you were try to hard sell her on one or the other 
Uh, I'm going to hard sell and, uh, I mean, buy, buy, buy if I was a stock trader. Only Murders in the Building. Like, it's yeah. it's the best show to come out in TV in that half-hour format since Ted Lasso. The oh, good dang. thing about me, DJ, is that I have no one in my life, so I'll watch both. You know, like, that's the good part. I've just got all the hours from midnight until 7 a.m. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is you don't sleep either. So so there's been so many times, Josh, that we'll be like, I'll be like, Roxy, I'm going to watch this. Don't feel like you need to watch it, uh, but I'm going to be talking about it. And then she comes back and is like, oh, I watched the five seasons all in the last night. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're good to go. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Wow. I mean, I, I, I would go into like this sleeping thing, but I don't think I want to because uh, I feel I, I'm concerned for your health, really. I know. Um, I will say it, it's kind of funny to think. OK, here's my biggest problem with Why the Last Man. Okay. OK. And I don't know what the theme overtones of the comic were. I'm not really good when somebody's like, well, the theme of it is this because I know I look like an idiot, but. Is the theme that if it was just women left, the world would devolve? Because if that's the theme, I hate it. Now, if the theme is if all the men die, we should have been putting women in a place of power way before this, then I like the theme. Mm -hmm. I think it's more the latter one. I think it's more the latter one. Good. Because then I like it. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's only, I mean, in the terms of, you know, walking dead and stuff. Why always when these apocalyptic events happen, is everybody just like, we're going to kill everybody. Everybody's dead. Well, and also you, you bringing this up and I don't want, we don't need to get in the weeds on this, but statistically that's not true. (laughs) Like, like uh, uh, typically when crises happen, people come together. Now the people in charge, tend to lose their goddamn minds. Uh, right. they, the ones that hold the reins of power uh, don't handle crises well, which is weird. Why do we put them in charge if that's the case? But anyway, but individuals, like when you look at like the the um, San Francisco earthquake sure. a century ago, stuff like that, people will come together. There was actually a situation, I believe it was that situation where people came together and they were somebody that people, if you know, if, if you have this and somebody has this and you need, you start trading with each other, you start making work. So there was people that were feeding people that were unhoused from the earthquake and the fires. And then the government didn't like that. And they broke it all up because they couldn't, they couldn't just deal with the idea of people taking care of themselves. <laughs> um, and so it is a little hard when you watch these, these movies, especially considering we're, we're living through stuff right now, but like right. it, it's, uh, uh, the pandemic's a little bit different cause it's slow moving. But when you have like a big, crisis event people tend to co- tend to come together for a little bit okay. um and so it is interesting that all of these apocalyptic shows are like people are at the gates burning stuff down it's like well, especially right. if like I, I don't know but especially if it's like all women yeah. I just i feel like i i just not that again not to i just feel like there'd be slightly less if it was the reverse and it was all men we'd be dead within a week <laughs> right right oh um, yeah 100 cannibalism yeah. instantly exactly. uh yeah so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where where the show goes and how it decides to like depict all that. Yeah, and that's sort of where I am. I think Amanda's having that the biggest issue with that as well. Is like, so wait, if it's all women, we're just we've just devolved to this. And I was like, I don't think that that's the point. Yeah. of the of the show per se. Um, well, but I- it is. It's a, it's an enjoyable character study because as somebody who loves post apocalyptic TV, I'm interested as to like what my post apocalyptic show would look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think my when I was talking to Roxy about it, my um, my critique, one of the things I had an issue with is is I felt like the way to engage with this apocalyptic could have been more specific. Yeah. Uh, and I gave the example, like since you've watched it, Josh, there's there's one there was one line in particular that I felt like was a good like case study where um, uh, people come to Diane Lane. They're like, there's this militia out here. And she's like, well, send the military. And it's like wh- right now in 2021, our military is comprised of 20 percent women, women. So if all the di- guys die, you have your military is basically gone. So I, I don't know if it would just be as simple as like, I think it'd be more of a conversation than ah, just send some soldiers. It, there's right. logistical things that you'd have to like deal with. And I think that's something that the comic tried to engage with was, was what you were talking about, Josh, which was like our society. So male dominated. What if you just removed that? And what right. does that say about us? And what does that say about like, there's, there's a character and I don't know if we're going to get into it um, in the comic, there's this group called uh, the Amazons that basically are like 
decided men were disease. And so this was God doing humanity a solid by getting rid of men. Um, and what's interesting is, is their ideology quickly becomes fascist, but they mm-hmm. use uh, neoliberal talking points and stuff like that. Like, like nobody in that group realizes that you're, you're fascists, essentially. <laughs> like, right. Um, right. And so I think there's some interesting stuff like that. And I'm interested if the show dives into that. Something that the, the show does better than the comic um, is the comic never re- – it, 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 it had some lines of dialogue about it, but it never really engaged with the idea of like trans men existing. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad that the show is like, hey, that's a thing and would factor into – um this. this and also would be probably even more traumatic oh not, maybe not more but like it would be extra traumatic for them <laughs> right in this situation right. and, that, and and i they do invest like there's a I, that's hard to explain like the trans thing and like we, because we're there's hurdles and i don't want to like give anything away to roxy but there is obviously a trans storyline in this and um yeah, I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what what you're talking about. I just have enjoyed it, and I, I'm very intrigued by like the post-apocalyptic mindset. Is that yeah. was that weird to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> With you. All right, um, I'll, I'll watch it. Twist my yeah. arm, why don't you? Twist my arm. Now, Roxy. Speaking of watching things, you yeah. watch something that all the kids are talking about. This new Ooh. hit film musical based off the hit Broadway play, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. So here's what happens, DJ. Typically, you know, when you ask me, what are you into this week? Um, I will say things that I am into. This is going to be more one of those, what took up your time this week that you will never get back (laughs) and you wish that you could. Oh, no. Uh, This this is something that Josh and I have spent many years talking about. I am a musical nut. I love musicals. So for me to say this, this movie is in trouble. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a not good movie. I cannot emphasize that enough. I saw the play. I love the play. I think that this movie adaptation of the musical is is so, so uncomfortable to get through <laughs> that I couldn't believe that the, it, it has That's like a 40 something on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And I'm 40? shocked. Well, I'm shocked by that. I, that. I'm shocked at how high it is. When did you, when did you look at the, the Rotten Tomato score? Uh, you're shocked right at how after, high it is? Right after I saw it, which is yeah. on Monday. Is so it lower now? It is lower now. So oh, isn't okay, this okay. recording? So for those that don't know, uh, the synopsis is it's a film adaptation of the Tony and Grammy award-winning musical about Evan Hansen, a high school senior with social anxiety disorder, and his journey of self-discovery and acceptance following the suicide of a fellow classmate. Uh, oh, that doesn't sound completely right, but sh- sure. Um, uh, it's Rotten Tomato score. As of this recording, is 36%. It might go yeah. lower. There's not an audience score as of yet. And the critics' consensus is Dear Evan Hansen does a fair job of capturing the emotion of its source material, but is undermined by uh, by questionable casting and a story that is hard to swallow. And it was so, directed by Stephen Chopsky, who also did Perks of Being a Wallflower. Which is great. It's, it's uh, I think it's Chabosky. He went to my high school. Okay. No way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. And, and cool cool for you. <laughs> yeah. His sister, his sister won a freaking Newbery Medal when she was eleven. Talk about a talented family. Yeah, Stacy. Do you ever read the the book Who Owns the Sun? I'm aware of it. Yeah, she wrote that. He wrote Perks of Being a Wallflower and then directed ah. it. Well, he had a bad day when he directed this movie. Uh, okay. Everybody, everybody swings and misses sometimes. This was. It's hard to pinpoint whose fault this was, but here's the here's the main problem with this. Okay. You know how uh, everybody ragged on cats? Yes, yes. But at the end of the day, it's a musical about cats, so there's nothing to be that upset about. Like, you you signed up to watch a musical about cats singing about being poor. That's mm-hmm. on you. Like, yeah. you yeah. you did that to I yourself. mean, it is pretty upsetting to watch, but yes. Okay, yes. Go on. I what, Yes. <laughs> what's challenging about this is that it's making a massive social statement, mm. and it's doing it in a way that uh, is feels really wrong and you're watching it and so when you have a a how so could you explain that a little bit yeah when you have a movie that the subject matter is about depression and suicide and high school angst and um medications and like you've got these major subject matters that you're trying to tackle but it feels 
manipulative and trite and then they're breaking into song and dance and your lead it looks like he's 75 years old compared <laughs> to everybody else in the cast it feels like they were making a parody of the movie and there's there's no like suicide prevention parody that works and i, I it was not what yeah. they were i don't think that's what the attempt was but that's what it felt like like you're watching this movie and and multiple times out loud i laughed and that was super duper. This is not a comedy. The way that Ben Platt, one of the main decisions that they made was that in order for Ben Platt to look young, he was going to do this. This was classic. And you're you're, classic high school hunch. For some what? reason, the I don't know whether that was a Ben Platt character choice because he played the role on Broadway. Um, and Ben Platt's father is very well. He produced La La Land, a lot of other things. So Ben Platt got this role like locked well, and loaded. Mm-hmm. I Can don't I know ask, yeah. Do you think that this is a victim of we need to put a star in this movie in order to sell it? I don't I, know because Julianne Moore is in this. Yeah, Amy Adams is in Caitlin this. Caitlin like, Beaver. I, I yeah. will say that apparently they the creators have gone on the record as they is part of the reason this movie was made was to uh, immortalize Ben Platt's like Tony Award winning performance. Right. Which it's like uh, I, I and I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. The the what works on a because you you just said you like the stage play yeah. right so what works on stage it isn't necessarily going to work in a movie because there's already a, there's already a layer of artifice when you're going to see a, a, a stage performance so, um DJ, yeah. absolutely going back to the what i was just showing you guys with this on stage maybe when you're sitting far away mm-hmm. this does make somebody look young but when you are up close, and mm-hmm. this is this is legitimately, this is what he's doing the whole time. Yeah. And he's got like a thing that he's like this. And it, it looked like he was trying. Like that, to, like a draft neck, like a. But like gone. And then the shirts are up to here. Yeah. Okay. And, and so then there's times where he runs. And I'm t- I, like, I just want you guys to really picture this. I want you to. You, be, you can't I, run, Roxy. Just this, so. is, this is what he's doing. I've seen the clip. It, I've seen the it, clip. It, <laughs> It looks it looks like he's trying to make a joke or something. You don't no, know like no. when he's sprinting away and it's like, wait, why why but why is he running like that? Um, because that's not how he stands. So I it's just even the way that the whole the the whole thing, it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's really truly the whole thing. And he's a great actor and a great performer. And if you close your eyes, his voice sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of great actors and performers in this, but just almost no part of this movie worked, except for at the end. Uh, critic screening I was in, everybody was clapping. I texted Wendy after it, Wendy Lizani, and I was like, Wendy, how'd you feel? And she was like, so emotional. I was crying. It was so mm. beautiful. And I was like, what did I just watch? Yeah. But now it looks like Rotten Tomatoes. Agrees with agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Normally yeah. I'm used to the other experience where you're like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of dug that. And then as you're walking out, you just feel the, the tenor of the audience. You're like, oh, no, oh, this was not, this was not well received. And then sometimes you'll get like a, like a Hellboy, uh, the the David Harbor Hellboy, where you could just mm. like, no, none of us are feeling this. This isn't right. this isn't working. Um, so it's the flip of like when I myself and Mark Ellis walked out of Let's Be Cops and everybody hated it, and we thought it was one of the greatest comedies of a generation. That kind of situation. Why'd you walk out? Oh, you walked out of the end. Like yeah, after the end, yeah, yeah. At the oh. end of the movie. Yeah. You loved it so much, you left. You're like, I'm you know out. what? This we can't top this moment. <laughs> Too I, this good. Is- <laughs> Walk out of the movie. It's too good. I'm done. Roxy, I laughed too hard for too long. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. No, Roxy, is there a level on this? Because obviously, I didn't see the movie. Um, you very kindly were, were like, "Hey, the, these this is the you know." You told me about the screening and everything, so I could reach out to people. And I was like, "Nah, I'm good. Uh, I just I just didn't. I had other things going on. I was just like, "Nah, that's fine." Um, you got to do with the COVID times. You got to do the mental calculus of like. Ooh, am I going to put in the effort for this one? Um, nope. Is there? Yeah, I've heard a level of like that. That um, I, it's hard for me to to describe my understanding of, of people's critiques is that maybe it's too grounded. Like it doesn't really. It does everything so like low key that the the kind of the musical it just makes it feel goofier. Whereas you've, if you leaned into like, hey, this is a musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. So I will answer that question by saying a couple of things. Number one, I saw this with my fellow world girls, Drina and Steph, and I liked it the most of the three of us. Oh, wow. uh, Oh, wow. That's saying something. Steph was laughing 
one second into the movie, one second into the movie. The movie starts in a way that, like you're saying, DJ, I think it's supposed to be grounded. Like an indie drama. We have our main character going to a day of school is mm-hmm. how we start. That's not a spoiler. He's They're in high school. So, I mean, I, I've seen the trailer, so I get that part. Right. No. So he's going to a day of school. And the second he moves, the second he speaks, anything, Steph is in hysterics, can't stop laughing. She laughed from the beginning of this to the end of the movie, not What's one so second. What's so funny about it? Uh, it? Because it feels like an SNL sketch. Because it feels like the way that D described it, it feels like he's Pat. It's Pat. Like you don't. And so the groundedness of the world around where everybody else looks appropriate age and everybody else. And this one man is like going through life. And it feels like that one person is a a character from an SNL. Like you just the groundedness that they tried to create, but then this character living in that world yeah. is what just so did not work. It makes okay. me think about like the, the, you know, people, the thing people like to bring up now with the original, like Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, how like all the high schoolers look like they're 30. And it's like, yeah, but in one, in the early two thousands, that's how we did high school movies. Like every, for some reason, early two yeah. thousands, every high school movie, everybody looks like they're 30. And, and two, it's fine because it's all of them. It's, well, it's all of them. them. Yeah. It's yeah. all of them. And also it's a movie about a guy. It's not about suicide. It's about a guy that get by, bit by a spider and now can climb walls. Like what, right. what kind of reality are you trying to game? for here <laughs> totally yeah right yeah yeah, yeah yeah this is just the the and ben platt is 28 but i'm is sorry he really yeah I'm he sorry. looks older he looks, than that. he looks way older well, especially if you surround him with younger people or people that project younger because that's the other thing going to the spider-man example tom holland actually isn't that much younger than toby mcguire was in the role but he looks younger right yeah so he okay. projects younger like caitlin dever i think is only probably five years younger than ben platt but or, she, she but she's she been playing looks- like she yeah. looks 15. Yeah, she's been playing a high schooler since like Justified, which was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Wait, okay. Can I, I, I kind of have like a bit of a follow-up question here. Yeah. Okay, so when he played Evan Hansen on Broadway, mm-hmm. right, was he doing the shoulder slump thing? So I went back and watched footage of that, Josh, because I was like, is this something that – and he's so much younger when he's on Broadway that he looks so different that I can't even tell. I don't think so because he's in this big on the broad in the Broadway show. He's in this big um, polo mm-hmm. okay. striped polo and like it's, a rugby shirt. Yeah, kind of, but it's big. It's okay. not fitted. It's like and and he looks normal he looks like a high schooler so if he's doing it internally you can't tell like he's doing (laughs) it a little bit but he's definitely not doing this yeah he's not doing this which is it it looked like he was trying to be the the character in the hunchback like he he really tried to eliminate his neck in a way that he he or the director or a producer who knows thought that that read young and Mm -hmm. it did not it read old it read painfully old (laughs) okay and then uh, the second follow-up to that then is so pitch perfect was what like 2014 2013 something like that right sounds right sounds right uh and he was supposed to be a college freshman that's like seven years ago okay (laughs) so we're saying that him growing out like longer hair to make him look a little more disheveled probably dying it and then putting his things was their way of saying, like, he's still in high school. But you're saying that there's no way he could pass for high school. And in this situation, we probably should have cast somebody else. I think we desperately needed to cast somebody else. I think it could have changed the entire movie. As much as I lo- I actually love Ben Platt. Yeah. I think yeah, Ben he's Platt great. is brilliantly talented. And I would love to see him play dad. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's so Young many dad. things. Young yeah, dad. Like, Totally. Listen, like, he wanted that egot. He's like, I gotta a, get the egot, baby. Yeah. One more thing I have to tell you guys. There's I one more know. thing. I don't know how to describe this, and I it's not being talked about enough on the internet. Let's so get this, into it. This Let's is my safe space, so I'm gonna talk about it here. I feel like nobody is addressing that this also had what seems like mustache gate. There was something going on with his lip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
where like I don't know whether they CG'd something or he or he thought he had like a wrinkle situation, so he got some something going on, like some but, uh, some Botox or something. Oh, yeah, maybe so you're sure. Maybe they like Botox. digitally de-aged him a little or bit or something. Yeah, yes, something something's happening with his mouth in this that you can't stop looking at because what? it's it's doing a thing. I can't uh, actually like. It, something was Lip like injections. Maybe, maybe Josh. I don't know what it was. It reminded me of Henry Cavill's lack of mustache, where you're just looking at his mouth, like you're like, wait, something. Don't know what's off. Yeah, what's... It, that's not how a mouth works. Wait, yeah. how old is he again? Stop looking. 28. Twenty-eight. Yeah, if you have to digitally de-age your twenty-eight-year-old, you're probably. It's, your... <laughs> it's, it's just. It was like a. <laughs> I, he couldn't close this. I don't know what it was, but I've, I've been looking. You know, when you're trying to find something on Twitter and you're like, Ben Platt mouth, <laughs> Ben Platt Botox, Ben Platt filler. And then ben you end up like getting things game? that you didn't want to get. You're like, no, this isn't what I was talking about. Get away from totally, here. Totally. And I'm just like, is no, is nobody going to mention this? This is, uh, this, I mean, this was the biggest thing with Cavill. Can we talk about Ben Platt's <laughs> mouth? Thing. Can somebody uh, talk to me about Ben Platt's mouth? Can somebody talk to Roxy about Ben Platt's mouth, please? Well, anyway, it sounds like Thank that's you. a that's Thank a uh, solid recommend from Roxy. <laughs> um, uh, going to the chat, we got uh, for what everybody else is into that's watching live right now. Leonard Kim is watching Why the Last Man, Only Murders in the Building, Lucifer, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, A Big Brother, Nine Perfect Strangers, The Other Two, Home Economics, Doom Patrol, Titans, Ted Lasso, Morning Show, Soccer, and Football. I think Leonard Kim's the only Ooh. person on the planet that watches as much TV as uh, Roxy does. Um, Danny M says I've been slowly watching Star Wars Visions oh my god Star Wars Visions is out now and it's so fucking good go watch good. it it's so good um, that is not mine Josh's list no <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, I, I work with so many Star Wars people. They're like, ah, and eh. it's yeah. As somebody who's yeah. kind of lukewarm on Star Wars, uh, Visions is yeah. rad. Okay. Uh, um, uh, he watched Kate on Netflix. Oh, oh, and on Netflix, comics were good this week, especially TMNT, Last Ronin, um, uh, X Men, and Why the Last Man. Sex Education season three is out too. Ooh. Highly recommend Sex Education. Rox is going to be talking about that later on the after show. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. So good. So uh, good. So good. Glenn Caesars, I'm pretty much into a lot of the same stuff this week. Heels on Stars, Netflix's Daredevil, uh, NFL, Star Wars Visions, AEW Wrestling, and What If. Uh, and Danny M says, cast Roxy as Evan Hansen, and I can't figure out if that's meant to be a compliment or not. Does it mean you project um, young? Uh, well, I, I don't know. DJ, I'm so nervous to give too much about the age because you know that I was just playing a uh, just out of high school person in the movie that I was just in. See, so it's I'm complicated. like, Yikes. But, but I'm like, listen, listen, <laughs> everybody in that was my age. And also, I didn't get some weird lip injection thing mm-hmm. for it. So hopefully, you know, and it's also. Not- how he looks it's not how old he is it's how old he looks and listen it was Did, a, you're starring in a movie what are you gonna do you're gonna turn that down blend pat, pat has look, options look, okay look, i'm a little baby look look little baby as, as somebody that doesn't like musicals is this suffer from the like it didn't need to be a movie musicals kind of situation like video game movies yeah yes josh and also i just cannot emphasize enough how much you would really hate this movie. Uh, I would this never is, watch it. This is the kind of music but you don't you like in a musical. Like <laughs> when you like musicals, it's more because we're doing something like a Green Day situation. Like just the music, you'll hate the music. You'll hate the performance. You'll hate every, there's not one aspect of this that you're going to like. This is not a Josh McCuga movie. Well, no. On that now note- I'm watching it. Watching it despite myself. All right, real quick, uh, we're going to go talk about board games next. But before we do that, we've got another ad break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the show. Uh, uh, you missed out on a conversation because of ads. But how could you have gotten the conversation? By going to patreon.com slash onlystupidanswer and watching the show live. Or listening to the full show, the full podcast episode on Patreon. That's that. Um, so, <laughs> Josh, we have you here because we're, you were talking about futility earlier. 
and we wanted to talk about board games and we got a lot we, we mentioned on our, our discord and we got a lot of great responses people have a lot of yeah. passionate love for board games we got sts yes. 2084 um uh can you count cards against humanity or red flags as board game if not favorite board game is a little known one called worst case scenario survival game okay. um that gave you dangerous scenarios and you had to figure out how to get out of them um and uh uh uh, do you guys Brenda says do you guys fuck with Monopoly because in theory I would love to play a game with my friends but it never ends well yeah um, never. Uh, Ryan McCoy is favorite board games are probably Risk Monopoly or Sorry I play them over the holidays with family so we got a lot of um, uh, we got Z-Roll says Risk um, STS 2084 says Monopoly Juniors Monopoly Juniors is the only acceptable way to play there's a hard out built in Boiler Have Huff. you guys played um, Monopoly it's like Monopoly but in card form no. It's called like Monopoly Press or something. I don't know. It's like Monopoly with another word, but it's just cards. It's actually pretty entertaining too. Huh. Um my buddy You know that because you were me. doing research for the your board game or no? <laughs> no. I mean the reason I, I did futility was to hearken back to the board games I love to play as a kid with a modern funny twist that could be like adult game night. Because you know, you go on these, you know, like friend trips to say like a big bear or you know, like a summer trip or whatever, and like what should we do tonight? We're like it's either just you drink all night and do something, or I'm in charge of entertainment. So like mm-hmm. I'll do a big Josh Brady for everybody in the house, or you know, we'll play some sort of drinking game or whatever. But but if you were to able to like take a cool board game, put a little adult twist on it, your your night would be together. Because Cards Against Humanity has gotten boring and it's a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. There we it's it's more of like an opinion based thing than it is an actual actual competition, right? Yes. Yeah. So having I hate judged sports, right? Give me a race, give mm-hmm. me a score. I don't want like the Russian judge saying he didn't like my dive, mm-hmm. right? So. Futility is that game. I'm just taking it back to an old school board game. There's not too many moving parts. You don't need like, it's not like Gloomhaven where it's a box that's like this big or like Settlers of Catan. Not that there's anything wrong with those games. They're so fun, but it is a night of your night. It's like a five to six hour gameplay, all that kind of stuff. Very different. It's an adult version of a classic board game. I love it. So when it comes to, so uh, what are some of your favorite, what do you think some of the best board games are? What are some of your favorites? What do you think some of the best are? So, the reason I did the board like I did is because my family every summer on vacation would have cutthroat games of Parcheesi, like a tournament. Nice. And my dad was the commissioner. And we one time called Parker Brothers to talk to somebody that may or may not know rules on Parcheesi because a rule had been brought up and family were walking away from games. Like my family is very competitive. And so... <laughs> Uh, that's like, that's why I was inspired. I was inspired by, by Parcheesi to add like a funny comedic twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. What about you, Roxy? What are some of your favorite board games? My favorite board game growing up was called Spy Alley. Have either of you guys ever heard of that? No, but it sounds great. It's kind of like Clue, but with spies. Um, and you get you get your identity at the beginning, and you're either like the spy of the game. You you have to find like who is the spy of the game, and every one of them is like a French woman. One of them is a German man. One of, they're from all over the world, and you go around and you have to get these like passports and things. It's really fun. Okay. Um, but I I I have to tell you guys something. <laughs> Ooh, tell us. Ooh, tell us. Spy Alley. This is going to be uh, while we're on the musicals. Uh, we've spoken about musicals today. I was in a, um, a theater troupe growing up where they would have original musicals and these, this woman Kippy and Sissa would make these musicals and we would perform them. And I was in one called Monopoly. Um, and so I, Marvin I, Gardens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin Gardens. This goes Monopoly. Do 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 do. It was the roll. Everything determined by the dice. Oh, that that brings it brings me so much joy. Is it better than Evan Hansen, or do I not need to watch this? That brings me so much joy. I have to tell you guys. Every time you guys have said Monopoly so far, I have flashbacks. <laughs> it's like Nam. It's your Nam. You just you just can't revisit it. In, like just picture like little like eight year old Roxy coming out. <laughs> like it was, and you and there were people dressed as like 
park plays and everybody who like audition for it gets a role because an ensemble piece and some of the people who go they look so regal and they get to be and i was like street boy or something <laughs> <laughs> like ripped like, no you were uh, baltic. On my face. You yeah in baltic right yeah <laughs> sure because you sure. know what you know what monopoly is based off right what city it's based off of Mm-mm. It's based off Atlantic City in New Jersey. Oh, Perfect. All those all those streets that makes exist. Sense. Yeah. And if you go down Baltic Avenue these days, you might get shot. It is not a safe city. It is very, so very that was, not me. Safe. Uh, that was me. Shout out to Atlantic City who just showed up in an episode <laughs> of What We Do in the Shadows. Um, oh, it was so good. It was such a fucking good episode. It was so God, great. That show is so funny. It's so oh amazing. Um, also, Monopoly, if I recall correctly, I believe it was originally designed like around the Depression era. Like, yeah, I'm going to make a game that shows everybody what's wrong with capitalism. Correct. And boy, howdy, did that not work out. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Backfired. It backfired hard. Because yeah. you get that feeling today when you play it. I don't really have the patience for Monopoly, Monopoly but I'm actually pretty good at it. When you yeah. play it, you're like, wait, am I the bad guy? Like, wait, this yeah. feels like, like <laughs> this is this The is Monopoly man is literally a villain. Yeah. He's a villain. He's a he's an oil tycoon villain. J.K. Simmons as the Monopoly man in yes. Monopoly the movie. For me, so I'm pretty good at Monopoly, even though I don't the like musical. that much. I'm pretty good yeah. at um, um, Scrabble, uh, but I'm a big clue guy. Clue. Yeah, clue's great. I, clue's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, love Spy Alley. Also, yeah. great movie. Yeah, I definitely want to check out Spy Alley, Roxy. That actually sounds like a blast. That sounds like way up my alley. Um, also, man, I should bust out Battleship. I remember loving that as a kid. Do you Talk guys about count it. like something like Battleship as a board game? Like, is Twister yes. a board game? Is Battleship no. a board game? Yes. Oh. I guess if you play on a on a board. <laughs> So would you call would you you call guess who? Yes. Would guess who be a board game? Yes. Yes. Connect four is a board game? Correct. You guys are calling those boards. Correct. I'm gonna defer to Josh on on I think it's a physical device on which you play. So it's a board game. But okay. card games are not board games, and Correct. Twister's board is bigger. It's not Twister board. is a, well, it's a physical mat. competition. Yes, it is a physical competition. Also, I mean, if you if foreplay, if you do it right. Um, anyway, um, I won that when we gave it a world too. I'm a boom, great boom. Um, so we got some questions for you, Josh. Okay. As our resident board game master, uh, Ryan McCoy asks: Is there a dream collab you would want to have for Futility? Uh, for example, Marvel or Batman Monopoly? Like, would you want like uh, Batman Futility? You could have a lot of fun with that. Yes, one. yes, I love. Um, I love the idea of the expansion packs being mm-hmm. like, okay, now this is the Gotham expansion pack, right? And it's kind of like, oh, drove the Batmobile straight through a bank, no insurance to cover it. everything's ruined right uh taking like the funny aspect of it turning it into a batman yes i love that that kind of situation one of the expansion packs we're we're announcing two other expansion packs tonight on the live stream on our channel uh that are like you know more pop culture related than anything oh cool um so i think that the sky's the limit as far as like what is possible right um for this yeah you know it'd be a funny gimmick if you did do a batman themed uh futility is if like when something bad happens there's always a little anecdote of how things are fine for bruce wayne like yeah oh batman uh uh, batman runs over your house you no longer have a house meanwhile bruce wayne uh got (laughs) yeah bruce wayne his stock went up and now he's even more rich and you know there's going to be a martha card Yes, like if you get the Martha card, forget about it. Why did you say that name? You got to go back to the beginning. You got to go back uh, and don't go visit. Uh oh, you went to see the movies at the Monarch Theater. What were you thinking? Uh, (laughs) Now your parents are dead. Uh, I remember leaving the screening for that movie just real quick and being like, "Was I supposed to like that?" Like I asked Christian Harlow, "Like was that?" He's like, "I don't, I don't know." I'm like, "Okay, all right, that's it." Hey, you know, listen, yeah, who's to say? Um, say? STS twenty eighty four also. when do we think they will finally adapt Hungry Hungry Hippos and Don't Wake Daddy into movies? You can't tell me hippos aren't frightening. <laughs> they Whoa. apparently are the most terrifying animals on the planet because yes. they will eat you. Yes, no they will. For no reason. Not to eat you, you just to fuck you up. <laughs> you, oh, they eat humans all the time. Yes. It's, it, there are more hippo attacks than lions and, and elephants and tigers and jaguars together. Yep. They'll jump out of the water and eat you in a boat. Are you are you being serious? No, yes, no, no. Hippos are, are crazy dangerous. Yeah, no, no. Yes. Re- really, hippos are I have crazy a dangerous. Stupid question. <laughs> hey, listen. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. Boom. Are they? 
In are they in the United States? Mm-mm. At zoos, zoos, yeah, but not. Okay, the, okay. The, I think they're. It's mostly Africa and maybe I'm parts like of in the water. I yeah. like, I could have a shark attack, but I'm not gonna have a hippo attack. No, me, you, uh, unless you go to visit uh, uh, parts of Africa, and I want to say parts of Asia, maybe. Um, uh, maybe I'm thinking of something Africa. else. Africa. It says Africa. Hippos. Uh, two hippo species are found in Africa. Yeah. The common hippo, also known as the large hippo, or the East African occurs in the South Sahara. Which is also a massive continent. So the odds of you running into a hippo are slim. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, maybe that's what happens that makes it my uh, midlife crisis right now. We don't know. Who's to say? I might find myself in Africa. You have to play futility to find out. (laughs) Correct. Got eaten by, finally went on that safari I've been meaning to go my whole life. Got eaten by by a hippo. Yep. That's so sad. Yeah. Like, there's the safari collection, right? Amanda desperately wants to go on a safari. I want nothing to do with a safari. I don't like bugs. I don't like wild animals. I'm not a. I I know what I like and I know what I don't like. Yeah. Um. Uh. But there's there's your safari pack. There's your safari fifty card safari pack. I, I feel almost... like one of the extension packs needs to just be a drinking game for me. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. A drinking game extension pack, one hundred percent. I also got to say, going back to your safari point, after watching White Lotus, like it feels like any international trip I'm on, I'm 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 probably messing up something. Mm-hmm. I'm probably doing something mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. For yep. sure. Definitely. Uh, we got a question here from Leonard Kim. Um, if you could replace all of the Monopoly pieces with whatever you wanted, what would you choose? Golf clubs. No, just each one's a different type of golf club. Correct. Putter. Uh, driver. driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long range. Shorter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sniper. Uh, Besides, this guys, side. they're numbers. They're numbers. It's Pointy. just nine iron, eight iron, seven oh, yeah, iron. That's, that's right. That's there you go. There you go. There you go. Shape. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You, you never, never know. know. Never know. Uh, it's got that one with the nice little marbled uh, handle. It looks expensive. Uh, Roxy, <laughs> what about you? Little, little boobies. You make boob. boobies? Yeah, little boobies. But all of them would be want... boobies. Yeah. Different colored boobs. That'd be cool. I like. There's been there's been these really like beautiful. Have you guys seen these vases that are like women's breasts and like down to their navels and yeah. they're like these beautiful vases. I always think that those are really cute. So the little boobies. Boom. I, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I remember being a kid going to antique stores with my parents and seeing like the boob uh, vases and like touching them. I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> So I just remind me of role models every time I say boobies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love boobies. It's a good movie. Yeah, really good. Not enough talk about role models and how great it is. And that Solid whole film. LARPing it sequence at the best. end. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite, uh, other than Princess Bride, it is my favorite comedy. I love role models. Wow. Role models like is great. That's what happened. Yeah. Speaking well. of comedies I love all the time and nobody loves like me, the MacGruber TV series is coming out on Peacock pretty soon, guys. Love Let's- it. Go. Yeah, MacGruber is a stone cold classic. I'm bombed that it didn't make more money in theaters. MacGruber's up there with me with um, um, uh, Walk Hard. With like, wait, why wasn't this the most successful movie when it came out? Like, what are we, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? (laughs) I think I want to try some of that marijuana. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, super stoked for the MacGruber movie. Um, What's the what's the villain in the series? It's a series. series. Yeah, the series. What's the? It's in the movie was Kunt, and this one it's Dieter von Kunt. I don't know who the villain is. I haven't looked. I don't want to be ruined. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We won't get into it. Uh, we, we won't get into it, but uh, I think for me, Monopoly, uh, I would want uh, at least one of the pieces to be a hippo. Uh, okay. Oh. Gotta, gotta. Ha, ha, so ha. we're wrapping up. Josh, any anything else you want to tell the kids at home about futility um, and, and where they can find it and all that? Just hit Kickstarter. Uh, go futility, the actual game of living. If you look up futility, it'll pop right up. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at Josh Makuga posting and everything at good people, GPA, uh, futility. I'm telling you is the most fun board game you're ever going to play, uh, with family, friends, everything in between. We're saying 13 and up depends on what kind of a parent you are. <laughs> and, uh, I think, I, I honestly think it's like the next fun in board games. We haven't seen anything like this and, you know, just trying to build a little board game empire with it. That's all. Well, and I think with the way that Cards Against Humanity um, brought uh, cards back into the forefront, card card games like that back in the forefront, this is a good opportunity to bring board games to people that might not. Like like me, I've kind of checked out of board games. Like this would be a good opportunity for me to come back Absolutely. and play with my friends. 
Absolutely, 100%. And I also like that, you know, 13 and up depends on your parent. If you're a cool parent or if you're a fucking narc, it just depends on what well, it depends on how you parent. <laughs> yup. Wow. Narc. love that that's it for the show everybody if you were just listening to the podcast of this you missed out on conversations about uh the the morrow movie casting conversation of doom patrol season three episode one uh a little bit of what if uh sex education a bunch of cool stuff if you want to hear roxy and i and josh he stuck around for a little bit if you want to hear us talk about all that um check it out on patreon.com slash only stupid answers there's various tiers on depending on how involved in the show you want to be and i want to thank everybody that watched uh watched the show live Roxy, before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what you're up to. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, also, World Girl Sunday and Wednesdays. If you liked hearing Josh, he's going to be on the show on Wednesday. Uh, we gave Domino's a whirl, and then we're going to be talking more about his board game and stuff like that. Plus, this Sunday, Steph and I, because Doreen is gone, we're doing a basic bitch show. So if you want to see uh, us in our Uggs drinking pumpkin spice things, it's going to be really fucking funny. And uh, join us then. YouTube.com slash the world girls. Do that. Check it out. You can find me at DJ Talks uh, at DJ Talks Trash everywhere that matters. You can find this show at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter... Thank out the vowels from stupid. Uh, we're trying different stuff. If you dug it, let us know. Uh, really excited for for the next few weeks as as we're going to be doing um, some new things. So please check that out. Please share the show. Please give us five stars. All of that stuff, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.